HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Austin East Ciders. For more information, visit their website at austineastciders.com. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. And today we have our good buddy. And for, actually, the last time he was on the show was about a, two and a half years ago. I can't even believe it. I think it was episode... Time flies. Yeah, episode 124. Now we're on 206. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome back to the studio. That's Jack McGarry. Yeah. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, so you got some really cool news this week. Or yeah. last week, was it? Yeah, we were... Uh, very very fortunate to become number one in uh, world's fifty best bars. So congratulations, been, uh, man! Yeah, it's got the dead rabbit, right? Yeah, it's been it's been a week. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! I mean, you had a very busy summer too. I mean, you yeah. opened Blacktail this summer, mm-hmm. uh, the spot in Chicago that was, yeah. I guess, earlier in the year too. Yeah, that would have been this this time last year. We we opened in uh, Chicago Green River, so that's with the Union Square uh, events guys, Danny Myers Company. Um, yeah. So they run it, but we, we have developed a beverage program there and the, the branding. Um, so it's, yeah, we've been keeping ourselves busy. Man. So, yeah, so <laughs> last time, last time you were on the show, two and, a, two and some change, almost two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. uh, it was you and Sean Muldoon, your business yeah. partner uh, at Dead Rabbit. You guys had already, you know, Dead Rabbit's been open four years? Now. Yeah, it's four years in uh, February. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, you guys you. had already just come out of the gate, like, sweeping up awards mm-hmm. left and right. And uh, I, I, I can't even imagine. Like, with the, like Dead Rabbit's more than just a bar. It's three bars. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a know. complex. Yeah. And, uh, it, like, I can't, like, it's hard enough for me to even attempt to run one bar. <laughs> like, well, we were just talking off air about how I have three employees. You have ninety. Yeah, I, I, I pull my hair out. I, it's hard <laughs> enough to run three plus myself. So how do you do it, man? Yeah. Um, well, we're very fortunate. We're all we've, taking uh, notes. How do you become number one? That's what we want to know. <laughs> very fortunate that we've a like I know a lot of people probably say this, and it's the, the kind of the prerequisite answer. But we have a lot of great people that work for us. 
Um, when we opened Dead Rabbit, the it's nearly four years old now. I'd say well over seventy percent of the team is still with us. That's um, incredible. That's like, huge. Even just like with with any company, especially uh, hospitality like, service. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. So it's with with having that that little or no turnover, and it's the same with Blacktail, albeit Blacktail's only uh, two and a half months old. The, this, our, our people really understand the, the philosophy and the, and the culture and what we're trying to what we're trying to go for. So, with with having that culture, we've been able to promote from from that pool, and it's everybody really understands what we're going for. So it makes our lives very very well not very easy, but it's still it's still a lot of hard work. But it makes it easier because everybody that works there is going like they're trying to be the best versions of themselves. They want the, everything they do to be the best, and they really are our eyes and ears. Like if something's broke, we know about it right away. Or if, if they see something that can be improved, they're coming to us with those ideas. And when you have that type of mentality in your team, you're 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 you're, you're off to a great start. You know that's great, man. Uh, How do you instill that kind of culture in your team? Well, we came like over. From, I can see from Blacktail, yeah. so they've already got. They can look back and see yeah. Dead Rabbit in the past and yeah. where it's going and where it's mm-hmm. come. But how did you crack that egg at the Dead Rabbit and just say, it's, "Okay, guys, we're gonna we're yeah. shooting to be number one"? Yeah. Well, it's it's not. Well, a part of it is like the awards are, are obviously are, are part of that. But the, the big part when we're when we're hiring people and identifying the people that we want to work for us, we're asking the questions like, "Why do you want to come and work for us? What, what is it? Do you, what's your goal in a couple of years?" And the big thing that we're trying to the, the recruiters, people that really want to push themselves, want to be the be be the best versions of themselves. Because if it's very, and particularly in New York, from what we have found, is there's people that want to be here for a short period of time and then move on to the next place, and they're only doing things to like better themselves. But if you're if you want to be part of something bigger, and really like take everything that we're trying to, to promote, and, and we're in day in day out really preaching that like we have to be improving every day. Um, and the staff have just taken to it, um, but it's stuff like they see how hard we work, and they in turn um, step up to the plate for us. You know, so it really is a it's a it's a win win relationship. You know. Yeah, well, I like how you said twice in that little talk that you're looking for people who want to be the best version mm-hmm. of themselves. Yeah. And then that in turn creates mm-hmm. the best version of your bar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that um, that, that mentality has changed? Because I, I know that like I'd say six years ago. Somewhere around that time, yeah. um, there was a really I th- well. Also, there were a lot of new bars opening, mm-hmm. new cocktail bars opening left, right, all over the place, and it was really hard to keep there's staffs, not just for me, but like yeah. for for I talked and commiserated with a lot of different bar owners and managers and whatnot. They're saying they were just having a really hard time because there were so many people jumping ship to the next new thing that opened, mm-hmm. you know, the next month. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was that fast. Saturated, that like quick, a, yeah. There was a huge wash for for about mm-hmm. two years, I think, where it was just churning. So many places were coming out that were so notable or operated by people who were notable, mm-hmm. and people wanted to jump on that team. Yeah, it was hard. It was a lot of attrition back in that couple of years, and yeah. that's kind of right when you were starting. So it's it's yeah. great well, that you've held on to so many. Yeah, definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. The parlor, so obviously, as you said, there's three different rooms in the Dead Rabbit. So there's the tap room and the, the, the parlor. So the tap room would be the pub and the parlor would be the cocktail bar. And then the third floor is essentially an extension of, of the pub. So with the parlor, it's it's kind of the all-out cocktail bar in, in, in the venue. So we've, we've kind of had two teams in, 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 in the period of time we've been open. The first team, we would have went for more like established, experienced bartenders, um, named bartenders, if you, like celebrity bartenders. Um, and I have respect for every one of them, but the the thing that we realize are is that these people are coming on board with their own agendas mm-hmm. and and right. they're they're not willing to kind of work with our philosophy. Um, and 
my like it was me kind of developing into a leadership role, and it was it very quickly became apparent to me that if they're not if they feel like they're too big for the team, they've got to go. Um, and we had a, we had a like we in a, in a summer we had about five or six employees that had either left or we we had parted company, and it, it afforded us a great opportunity to really build the culture um, and build the, really work on our philosophy. Um, so with that we we hired younger people, uh, people that were wanted to be as I said the, the best versions of themselves, but weren't necessarily well known bartenders by by any stretch of the imagination. I mean they're well known now, but they weren't back then. Um, and we've trained them really hard. We have a very, very intense training structure at that rabbit, but they offset the intensity. We also take the guys out for, for bowling or take them away for a day or, or stuff like that to kind of offset it because the, the culture is pretty intense. But what we've got out of that is, is loyalty okay. um, and a disciplined workforce and people that really, really care about the place. They treat it as their own, they, and, and I swear to God, they really do. Um, so it's something that we've, we've had to learn because I, I would have been... Like when I came over from 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 Belfast in London, I would have heard of all these like famous bartenders, and them coming to work for us was like I, it, it would have like clouded my judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, where now it's like if the, the most important thing is a team, and as soon as anybody steps out of line with that, myself included, they're they're reprimanded, you know. So there's accountability for us as as leaders, and there's accountability for for the team to to ensure that they're doing the job day in day out, you know. Yeah, amazing. Well, we talked again off air about how mm-hmm. I hired. You know, one of my bartenders, Max, he was the doorman at, yeah. at Death & Co., just a few doors down. He was had bartended only really one time before that, and mm-hmm. but he was a really nice guy. Yeah. And I was like, I need a nice guy. Yeah, I can make you thing. into a good bartender. Yeah. 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 It's the and, most important thing. Like, with the training that we have <clears throat> at Dead Rabbit, I firmly believe that, and it's the same with you guys, like, if you have the, if you have the right character... And you, you want to learn. I believe you, you can turn that in person into an incredible employee. But if they're coming in and they, they're, they're, their characters sus, like suspect, um, that's something that we like we're we're on top of right away. Yeah. Um, and I, I when we hire people and we go through like the the resume, I'm phoning up. I'm, I'm asking the questions of where they've been before, and I want to get them to know their character, get a feel for for what the, what we're doing. Because getting hiring an employee, you're getting into a relationship. You know, it really is. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you have to you have to make sure you're making a calculated uh, decision. Um, and sometimes you can do all the research and stuff that you you can, and you, you'll still find that it'll be a problematic thing. But it's something that we take very very seriously. Yeah. Well, that's well, paying off. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's for sure. I mean, like. <laughs> Just the idea of like the building the team rather than building the individual, like, mm-hmm. like as you said before, like a celebrity bartender or star tender. Yeah. Sometimes you call it. it's that's important, man. You know, like it's not it's not like you know World War Two and you've got like like <laughs> Bogart. Did Bogart go in the service? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what I'm saying now. But okay, I did think about something uh, that I wanted to touch on. That's really cool. Just thinking about the last time that you were on the show. Yeah. Um, there's quite a bit that's changed, especially with the, the you have this like foresight mm-hmm. you and you and Sean do with the uh, with the bars that you're opening. Like for instance, the Dead Rabbit, it's mostly focused on like the the tap room is focused on Irish whiskeys, yeah. right? You guys have like this incredible selection of Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. And since you opened, and since the last time you were on the show, I mean, we've gotten a lot more. We've got like Tilling yeah, and Yellow yeah. Spot and all these yeah. different whiskeys that have come out. Is that part of kind of what your your idea was with Black Tail? Because it's Cuban mm-hmm. themed 
uh, cocktail uh, bar and restaurant, and the food is fantastic. Yeah, I, delicious. I got to go there like right when you guys opened it. It was great. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the chef. Yeah. <laughs> um, that tomato but, salad with bacon that I yeah. had when I came the first night. Uh, the was, foods. I mean, our yeah. food, our food, our food sales at that Ravada count to twenty four percent of the sales, but uh, and and Black Hill it's 39 percent. You know, what? it's it's very very high. Right on. That's um, great. That's great. So man. yeah, you want food when you're drinking, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but. On the spirit side, just in the same way that you guys opened four years ago at Dead Rabbit, and now we're getting all this access to, I think, I, like, well, having all this extra access to new Irish whiskeys yeah. and scotches, yeah. um, I think, I think you guys are probably a big part of that. Like having mm-hmm. that like elevated market for those styles of whiskey, whereas before it was shots of Jameson, yeah. Or Powers yeah, or Bushmills, if you're feeling frisky. Yeah. And now there's so much more interest in it, and I I say that that has I mean, to so, you know, to yeah. demand to demand creates supply. Yeah. You know, if if those makers and 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 distributors see that there's a demand and yeah. a bar with such a great reputation and such a team, totally. Then of course that. Well, our, our big so, thing was definitely because uh, a lot of bartenders back home weren't weren't proud of it. When I say back home, I mean Ireland. Yeah. Um, they weren't proud of it. I mean, I can't like. I feel like we've influenced American um, the, the the culture in terms of of what we do, like Irish whiskey doing well in New York. I definitely think we're part of the conversation there. But obviously, there's Perner Ricard are putting a lot of resources into having boots on the ground to, to, to really spread the message. And the same with the guys at Tullamore and Tailing, like they're they're putting their money where their mouth is. But uh, particularly with back home, it's something that we're very proud of because we. Well, before when we left Ireland, there would have been one bottle of Irish whiskey in each in each bar. Um, right. And when we came to Dead Rabbit, it was like we know we've got a a, a position of, of influence, particularly when it comes to Irish bartenders. Um, and since we've made a fuss out of it and really tried to pr- pr- push it and showcase the diversity and versatility of the spirit, every time we go back to Ireland now, it's it's in every bar. There's numerous levels of Irish whiskey, and it's it's something that we're incredibly proud of. Yeah, you know? it, it's it's really cool too. Even it will, I guess to me, like sitting in that that tap room and seeing all these bottles mm-hmm. of of whiskey that were not for sale, and they have stickers they yeah. say like display only, not for sale. <laughs> yeah. And I and I remember asking you and uh, Daniel is one of the yeah, Daniel's yeah. like and uh, I was like, man, come on, just uh, yeah. can you just pour me some? <laughs> yeah. of that? You're like, man, no, I can't. But it's cool every time going there. It's a show of strength, though. It's yeah. good to see them all. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. But what's cool about it, Southern and and Jag, mm-hmm. is that I feel like every time I go there, and this is a testament to the Irish whiskeys that we get in this market, mm-hmm. I'm seeing less and less of those display only stickers. Yeah, on the yeah exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a really cool thing to see. Right. I mean, we have a hundred and we're probably close now to about 190 labels. Wow. Um, I'd say about a hundred of those would be. Would be stuff that would be available here. Um, if it's not a hundred, it's towards towards that number. Where when we started out, there was about thirty, right. maybe thirty or forty, yeah. and a lot of that would have been stuff that you couldn't like. It, it wasn't in a, in a price bracket that you could put it in cocktails. Sure. Where now all these Irish whiskeys that are being released, they're all about being put into mixed drinks. Um, so it's incredible to see. Yeah, and just uh, like from that that kind of spirit of like foresight. Is that kind of what, like an influencer for opening a Cuban place? That with the the potential of very very yeah, the embargo soon. finally yeah. being lifted. Yeah, <laughs> having like all this access to great Cuban rums. Well, to be honest, now the the Cuban concept was something that we were actually sitting on before we opened up Dead Rabbit. Oh wow! Um, it was something that we were thinking about doing in Belfast with our our boss in Belfast. We were kind of 
promised the opportunity to open our own bar in Belfast if if we won the award that we won and we won it and it did, it just didn't happen um, it wasn't it wasn't materializing so we were afford, like offered the opportunity to come and open our own bar in in New York and our the brief from the our angel investor was build a bar that you feel like will be here today and not gone tomorrow um, like a bar that has longevity um, so when we researched when we started researching like Irish America that's when we came across the Dead Rabbit story and we kind of put the, the Cuban Cuban bar on a back burner um, but when we were showing this space our partner's own PRA um, and it's a huge like he's been in and it's an absolutely massive venue yeah, um, yeah so we were, we were, we were offered field. yeah it's massive so we were offered two and a half thousand square feet of it to begin with and they wanted to take over the entire second floor but they said, like, think of a concept that you would think would work here. Um, and when we started doing the research, we, we found out that the Blacktail Fleet operated on the Hudson, which where PRA is, and that, that connection for the Cuban bar worked there. Um, so we handed that back over to our partners, and then our partners really done a lot of aggressive research and came back and presented us with the brand that is Blacktail. Um, Blacktail Fleet, by the way, there was a fleet of planes that had a black tail fan. on them, yeah. yeah. Um, that would have taken the passengers down during Prohibition. So... It's the thing that we really wanted to do was talk about the the movement, the cocktail movement, um, and also the American movement and how it kind of influenced Havana uh, during that time. Um, and the big thing that we were, were seeking to create was when you go into Blacktail that it's a transporting type of experience. Um, it's very airy. It's very like you, you, for for me anyway. I feel anytime I feel I walk in, I feel like I'm out of New York. Um, be it the uniforms, be it the drinks, be it the, like every element the decor has been thoroughly thoroughly researched where the dead rabbit it feels like a new york bar you know it's got that like it's claustrophobic it's 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 comfortable but it's it's snug where uh where black hill has that nice spacious or sure. feel about it you know so it was something it was something that we worked really really hard on but black hill came way before before dead rabbit to be honest with you <laughs> wow yeah that's well that's why we do the show a lot, a lot of people <laughs> uh, a lot of people ask us like oh like are you open it because of the Embargo being lifted, and all, it had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah, because this, um, this idea came from uh, living in a place where it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Also, and we, like we have, don't get me wrong, we have a few bottles of Havana on the back bar for decoration, but keeping yeah, wrong decoration. Is, decoration. Yeah. Yeah, we all know what that means. <laughs> um, I, I have some decorations in my bar too. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, uh, but when it comes, when it, the more stuff that comes in, obviously we'll 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 utilize it. Um, but obviously, at this moment in time, we're still a year or so away from from, from that materializing. Right. You know. Right. So. Cool. Um, so, you've got. I, I don't really know much about Green River. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's in a hospital or something. Like it that? is. Yes, it's very uh, <laughs> yeah, on the seventeenth floor. It's a, yeah, it's an interesting. You guys don't like to build anything easy to get to. No, well, <laughs> we like we like projects that people write off. Um, like the, the thing that we well, as it came about. Uh, Danny Myers' company approached us to to do this. This project and uh, our 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 mission statement really is to challenge the the misconceptions of uh, like the, of an Irish pub, uh, an Irish pub quite similar to Irish whiskey has essentially been pigeonholed as a as a commodity or as a like an Irish, and when you say Irish pub, the most people they think of Times Square, they think of a crappy like and a lot of a lot of I feel like a lot of operators open America or Irish bars and they feel like they can get away with an inferior product because it's an Irish bar. So our thing is really to bring it into the 21st century because the Irish pub back home. Is known for hospitality, um, genuine hospitality, um, and but it's not known for that like world class product at the end of it. So that's something that we've tried to bring together. Um, so when we were offered this opportunity, we knew that there was a rich Irish narrative in, in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and when we came to know about the location, like it's in an area of, of Chicago that's like the financial district, 
Um, it's on the 18th floor or 17th floor of a of a hospital building. So I mean, it is it is a difficult project, um, but it I it's it's completely different to Blacktail and Dead Rabbit. I mean, it's not as thematic. Like the Dead Rabbit and, and Black Hill are very thematic and they're very everything's very deliberate. It's it's a partnership with Union Square Events and we have delivered the the beverage program and the and the branding. Um, but it's it's a lot more I'd say it's a lot cleaner um, than 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 our two venues that, that we own. But it's 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 a great program. Um, the food's fantastic. The the drinks are fantastic and we've a a very very talented bar manager down there called Julia Mamouze, um Mamouze, and she's she's extremely gifted. Um, and the team that she has working for are very they're they're brilliant but we wouldn't be there day in day out the way we would be with Dead Rabbit so it's something like we're involved in it but it's something I still feel weird talking about because I'm not there 24, 24 yeah, 7 you know so. right. how often do you get over there? Um, I would probably be in Chicago once every two and a half three months um, and we would be in like daily communication with what's like we're aware of what's going on um, but it's the only consultant consultancy project that we've done um, and I'd say to be honest with you it's the only one we will ever do mm. um, because doing that it's something that we're proud of but I, for us to do what we do in our level of work and the culture and the, that environment we have to like to make be sure on the ground yeah area, mm-hmm. um, like our, our finger has to be on the pulse and unfortunately our finger wouldn't be on the pulse with with Green River albeit it's still a very very good bar um, it's but it's something that we've we've learned we've learned about you know you live, you learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you going to take a break today, Damon? No, nah, man, let's just keep going. Cool. Um, I'm just <laughs> checking the clock. Um, <clears throat> so 50 best bars in the world, number one. Uh-huh. And then the, the number 50 comes to mind again. Yeah. Uh, just this past week, you you decided to run yeah. 50 miles. Yeah. What, what was chasing you? Um, <laughs> I, I, could, well, I, I don't I, think I'd run that far unless something big was chasing uh, me. I, give, I stopped drinking about close to seven months ago. Um, so since I've stopped drinking, it was like I've always loved running. Um, let's let's running make sure the listener heard that. Yeah. So you operate the world's number one bar, mm-hmm. and you operate Blacktail, yeah. and you're not drinking for mm-hmm. seven months. Seven right, I just want to make so. sure the audience heard that. <laughs> Moving on, yes. Um, so since I stopped, it's you you look at things extre- very very differently. Um, but with the running in particular, it's always something that's like. Because when I'm in work, I'm totally engaged. I'm like on a laptop, on the phone, dealing with staff, dealing with distributors. Like as you, as you guys know, you're just engaged the whole time. So the only time I get to really disengage is when I work out. Um, so running, I just got more and more into running and running really long distances because you're, you're. It's just you and your thoughts, and you can work stuff out. Um, and I've also got into yoga and stuff like that as well. So I'm putting an awful lot of energy into like making sure self care. Yeah, self care and. Which is something that Jesus. we don't talk about very often, mm-hmm. and not enough, in fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I I do dumb things. I don't even wear the right shoes. You know, I wear <laughs> flat-footed Vans, and I'm on my feet for twelve hours yeah. a day. You know, it's stupid. Well, that's the thing. It was uh, Peter Dorelli, who's a famous bartender in, in the UK. He's one of the, one of the, bar, the head bartenders of the Savoy. He said the two things that he spends the most money on are his bed and his, the shoes that he wears. And I thought that was an incredibly smart statement because I mean, you're on your feet most of the day. And the other period of time where you're not on your feet, you're probably in bed. Um, well, us being bartenders, we're probably not in bed that uh, as often. Right. <laughs> um, but it's something like I bought a bed recently and I spent a fortune on it. And it's something that it's like you spent, you should be spending like six, six, seven hours a night in it and getting a comfortable sleep. So my, since I stopped drinking, my 
way of thinking is it's totally changed like when I'm in work I want to be fully focused on work and, and being fully present um, whereas before when I, I would have worked about a, like 100 hour weeks and but when you're working that amount of time you're not fully present nope, you're, no. you're, you're not um, and you might feel like you're there and like the fact that you're there feels like you're like in your mind you're working but you're, you're not really so um, what do they call it the 100, 100% 70% right if yeah. you're there 100% of the time you're only operating at 70% exactly but yeah. if you're there 70% of the time you're operating at 100% exactly so I would only I would be in, in the bar and I like 55 60 hours a week um, and then I take like Saturday I'm mostly off and Sunday I'm fully off um, and that gives me time to like set up my week what, what are my targets for the week um, plan what, when I'm going to work out how, what I'm going to achieve and like it, it's just changed. It's just changed the way I go about things on a day to day basis. You know. Yeah. How does that? How does that affect your, uh, like R and D, like mm-hmm. your 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 cocktail development? I mean, well, I mean, you're still tasting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something again. Like we've got great people working for us. So in Dead Rabbit, we have Jillian, who's very very talented uh, drinks creator, um, and she's also overseeing what goes on in Blacktail. But in Blacktail, we have. Uh, Jesse Vita, who's somebody that it's it's very very talented. And he's a great he's a he's a great guy. So before I would have been involved in R and D every single step of the way, but we're the the way we work now is like I'll kind of help the guys develop the the wireframe of what the program's going to look like and what type of things we need to be doing. But then I'll step back at that point and they'll do the the most of the work and then I'll come in at the end of it to make sure that we're at this like we're hitting the standards that we need to be yeah. sign to off be hitting. yeah so yeah. it's uh so it's an entirely different structure so if because if before i would have been involved the whole way and you're tasting you know yourselves like is our tasting drinks countless times and those those sips turn into cocktails and the cocktails turn into oh sure we may as well just have a beer afterwards and then a beer turns into you're out to four or five o'clock in the morning right um like i i don't want to be in a bar after nine nine eight nine p.m that's stuff in, in black teal just being open I've had to be very disciplined with myself because it's like it's easy when you just open a bar to be like I need to be here 24-7 in case something goes wrong where now it's like I want something to go wrong because it gets the guys to, to learn how to solve the issue and if it's something that can't be solved then we can solve it the next morning with a fresh set of eyes and, and we're fully ready to solve it so it's just a different it's just something that we've to, like it's like a paradigm shift yeah, you've really totally, changed your philosophy yeah. and is this a decision that's going to go on forever? I stopped I mean it was yeah, um, like I would, I'm very, very open about the fact that I, I would be an alcoholic. Um, and it was getting, like, I started in this industry at uh, 15 years of age, and I've been extremely fortunate in this industry in the terms of, like, the recognition and opportunities to, to do a lot of things. And it's, I would never uh, say it in a bad way, but the, the one thing that I neglected with the, like, laser focus would have been, like, building coping mechanisms, healthy coping mechanisms to like deal with the workload, deal with the stress, deal with like a problematic employee where that I, when I was drinking, I just would have, I would have been explosive. Right. Um, so now that I've stopped drinking, I'm able to kind of deal with those underlying issues of it's immaturity, the anxiety, the depression and all that type of me. I'm able to like fully work on that now. Um, and like make sure that because my philosophy has always been to be the, make sure everybody's being the best versions of themselves. But what I neglected in that whole process was me being, your, yeah, being um, the best version so, of yourself. So now it's like I have to be the best me that I can be, so I can be the, the best me for the staff as well. You know, so so yeah, it's been it's been a, a hard enough process, but it's been it's been rewarding. You know, yeah, I mean, obviously the accolades and the the awards mm-hmm. keep rolling in, mm-hmm. and and probably even more so fueled mm-hmm. by your renewed enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, it was getting to a point where. 
like the traveling and like working all the time. It, it sounds like a pretty glamorous lifestyle, but it, it was just it was I just didn't have an opportunity to switch off, um, and it was starting to suck out my love for for the industry. Yeah, um, we're now like st- stopping it seven months ago. It's that has returned, and more like I'm hungrier now than I've I've ever been. Um, I've more enthusiasm now than I've ever had, and more determination to like continue to where we're going because a lot of people are asking us like oh you've won world's best bar and like how does that feel and when it, like for the listeners it's these awards are like it's it's an award it's not everybody's idea of what the world's best bar looks like and it's it's entirely different um we think that dead rabbit is the world's best bar in our opinion that's our version of the world's best bar and blacktail is the same f- for for a different narrative but everybody's opinion on how that looks is, is is different but the thing that people ask like what are you going to do now and I think a lot of people are like oh like we've made it and we can like kind of switch off now and just make sure the profit margin is really strong and, and, and that type of stuff and it's completely different for us our, our thing is like if it's if it's not broke you need to keep fixing anyway mm. um, you need to keep improving you need to keep everybody disciplined and that, like I was very very happy the day that we won but the next morning I sent an email out to the staff saying like it was great but I need to throw some caution to the wind here like the world's eyes are going to be honest we need to be better now than we've ever been and we yeah, need right. to continually improve because we have not made it you know yeah, right now you've got this label that means people are going to come in exactly. and test it exactly <laughs> yeah that's exactly like, right people are going to come test that exactly metal exactly and the dead, i think the dead rabbits always in a lot of ways had that label not necessarily world's best but it's it's won a lot of awards so that's opened us up for uh, we're we're scrutinized all the time and we've been criticized for things that we've done and like many other bars wouldn't be criticized because they're not looked through the same uh, microscope sure. um, but that's that's part and parcel of, of like if you win these awards you have to be ready for for that type of, of, of attention you know yeah it's, a, it's sort of the dark side of success yeah, absolutely and everybody's like when you win it it's like everybody's like oh it didn't deserve it and like the awards you got a like, trophy on your shelf but you yeah. got a target on your back yeah, exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> you know and the, the industry the the industry getting bigger and bigger that it, it, it now is it's fantastic um like everybody like there's radio shows there's bartenders overcoming celebrities and but the the uh, the flip side of that is there's an awful lot of uh like i'd say i call it like teething problems with the industry it's like a lot of people sniping at each other and like result trying to resolve issues on facebook and it's, it's just so the industry's it's in a weird position i feel like at the minute where yeah, growth, like, yeah, growing pains growing pains because like as soon as as soon as the award was announced, like I, we straight seen it straight away, people complaining about it. You know, it's like, like can you not just like leave <laughs> yeah. it alone for like a couple of hours? You know, but, right. but that's just the way the industry Let us is. Let celebrate you know? for five minutes, yeah. <laughs> right? Man, well, uh, you know, outside of all that, it's still really cool that you got the award. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. And, yeah. and congratulations again on that. Thank you. And congrats on the the all the success with you know Blacktail and Green River. Mm-hmm. Like you're just doing really cool stuff. I, it's always great to have you in the studio. Mm-hmm. I love chatting with you. Um, I, I, for the listeners out there, um, the Dead Rabbit Grocery and Grog Drinks Manual is also out. It came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Sean wrote this book with Ben Schaefer. Yeah, really great dude. Um, really cool book, man. I I, I love going through here because I'm like. It inspires me not to make the drinks in the book. It just inspires me to go back to the Dead Rabbit. It's like yeah. there's some very involved uh, cocktail recipes in yeah. this book, um, and but but also some great stories and allegories. Like yeah, it's just a, a great book to read. Yeah, so you should definitely like the listeners out there. You should definitely check it out. Um, you can get on Amazon, yeah, you know, like yeah. different websites, or you can just pick go one to, up at the Dead Rabbit. Yeah. Just pick one at the Dead Rabbit, right? And <laughs> and while you're there, I mean, like, do you guys still? Uh, offer your menus, your yeah, we do your yeah, graphic novel yeah, menus. Yeah, yeah. They're so cool, which are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So you can pick those up too. I mean, those are to me those are like they're like, like they're like graphic novels. They're like yeah, collectible, yeah, collect, collect, yeah. and they're they're so really well thought out and beautifully designed, uh, just like your bars. Um, I just want to say thanks again, Jack. Yeah, man. Um, I'm really on the air. Really glad and, to have and you for back. being as open and honest as you are about yeah, the, all the things that are going on. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, you know I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for for us to you know better ourselves uh, uh, health wise. I mean, I know that, like there there are different. There's starting to be different retreats and different mm-hmm. classes, like yoga classes that mm-hmm. different spirits companies are putting on. Well, I, I mean, Jim, Jim Meehan recently did a talk where he talked about how, you know, no longer is, is our profession short term. Mm-hmm. No longer is it a thing you do to cross a bridge between yeah, college and your career or, or acting right. or, or mm-hmm. the office job you were looking for. Now it's something you do not for three or five years. Mm-hmm. You do it for 40 years. Yeah, and it's, so yeah. I think, it's I think, physically demanding. you got to be able to keep doing it. I think Absolutely. literally today on the train back to work, I'm going to look up. Beds and shoes. <laughs> Those are two things that I definitely don't spend money on. Like, this is what I wear to work. Vans. I mean, I love vans. Vans are great. But maybe they're not for work. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, I, I mean, I wear cowboy boots. I wear, right? I, I can't, but things are made for work. Different kind of work. But, yeah, it's still work. Um, yeah. Jack, thanks again, man. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thanks for being on. Having you on. And, and congratulations on 50 miles. And uh, you mentioned before the show, also, you're going to try and run 100 next year. Yeah, next year. I'm going to. I'm gonna 24 en- hours of yeah. straight running. Yeah. yeah that's. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the fact that I, I was able to run 50 for a couple of weeks yet. And then uh, I'll start getting training for the, for the next year. Wow. Good Lord. Yeah. Good luck with that, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Uh, check out Heritage Radio Network for many other programs like this one. Until uh, next week, I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Are you an East Sider? We live on the east side of town. Our shipping container studios are at Roberta's in Bushwick, across the East River, separating New York City and Brooklyn. In all my recent travels, it seems like the east side of town is the cool side of town in cities across the country. East Nashville is full of musicians and weird bars. The up-and-coming neighborhood around H Street in D.C., on the east side, is overflowing with exciting food and nightlife. The best hidden spots and funky artists in New Orleans are... In the Maronian Bywater, which, yup, is the east side of town. So, as east siders, we love drinks that represent our values. And nothing is more fitting than a cool, refreshing can of Austin east siders. That's east cider with a C. As the name implies, it is cider, and it's handmade on, you guessed it, the east side of Austin, Texas, using bittersweet and bittersharp cider apples. Cider apples are full of tannins, adding astringency and complexity of flavor to every sip. Austin East Ciders uses a mixture of European and Pacific Northwest apples to achieve ultimate flavor. Austin East Ciders is available in a few different variations, including original flavor, Texas honey, and two new additions, hopped and pineapple. Here at Heritage Radio, we love Austin East Ciders with some ribs, pulled pork, and even pizza, especially Roberta's Pizza. You can find out more at AustinEastSiders.com and remember to hashtag EastSiders to show your Eastside pride. You can also find Austin EastSiders on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.